This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Studio. Contact them at gettoasted at toastedmarshmallowadventures.com for all of your podcast production needs. Good morning and welcome to Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Well, good morning and welcome to our show, Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with hashtag Princess Amy and Mo. Good morning, it's 5 a.m. And I just want to say that I'm going to switch my name to Mo Better. I had, I had a coworker this week and said, hey Mo, you should be called Mo Better. And I was like, I like that. I like that. I'm going to keep that. In 2022, coming soon, season coming two. In with Mo the... better. <laughs> well, I think we, well, I think we're both coming into 2022 with some really bizarre, awesome ideas that that are gonna be hopefully life changing. I'm looking forward to 2022. I cannot wait a year from today listening to this podcast and say, "Remember what I said about <laughs> Mo better?" Because I feel like I'm more or less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think hope we, not. I think we should just stick with Mo problems. Because the bigger the problem, the bigger the, the transformation. There you go. Ah, Come on, Mo yes, better. Yes, Mo better. Mo, Mo better. better. I, okay. I don't even like how that sounds when I say it. It does sound weird, different, but no. So I just want to talk about this week. We're, you know, I think we've had a lot of guests, amazing guests. But I want to talk about today about a struggle that I think shook the 2C Nampa community. Oh my goodness. And, and maybe the Uber community DoorDash because Amy had an episode. <laughs> and Amy lost her dog again. Shame. Shame on you. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And we'll go into that. Yes, we will. That was very sarcastic. So let me just start off by saying that I am new to being a pet owner. And a very wonderful giving um, provider that I work along with, she gave me a very expensive, beautiful little puppy. It's a Shiba Inu. And, and the qualities, not the qualities, but the how like the... She's royal. It's like regal. Like you look at her and she looks like a porcelain doll. Stubborn. Runner. I did not know this because I am new to being a dog owner, but they are known to be escape artists. So I have lost my puppy one time and I did have to pick her up at um, West Valley Humane Society and I did make one smart move. I got her chipped. Yeah, chip your dog. Yeah. I then proceeded to buy a Apple GPS tracking system that unfortunately got to my house like three hours later after it was lost <laughs> the day my dog went missing but but to me that's live hey and the- and i have learned through all of this that my dog is really smart um her name is ruby and we call her like ruby cube and uh, ruby dom <laughs> red ruby <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's got a lot of names um she, my my entire neighborhood i is amazing they all kind of know her except for my neighbors behind me thought she was just a stray that was visiting every day between 4 30 and 5 because that's when i let her out so she's created a little hole behind my fence where there's a tree and she's been a in and out so she'll go out and then she'll come back in 
unfortunately, one day let this week, uh, last week, um, she got out and somebody thought she was a stray and scooped her up. And it... It was awful. And there was no Amber Alert. And I think we should create oh. a sort of like Amber Alert for dogs. I really do. Okay. But, but if we don't have an Amber Alert, I will tell you, I have never had so much response from community with people that are dog lovers than I have ever experienced this last week. It's incredible, Mo. The amount of shares that my post got... 165 shares. That's um, a lot. I like, I don't think we get that much listeners either. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to so I'm going to say back that one up because <laughs> we yes, do, we, we do. do. I was just kidding, but that, that's that's it's amazing how this community like the one shares. thing that we wanted to do for the community like you saw with you, right? Like they came together and let me say I was there when Amy was was at work and there was the energy was 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 low i was devastated yeah. someone had told me hey i think your puppy got out and i think she got run over immediately i like just tears were just streaming down my face i couldn't think about anything else but but her and i couldn't believe it i was like all day it was a wreck yeah and and so were everybody around me like i i was like i just i don't even know what else to do right now but cry it was awful. The The community here in the Treasure Valley is so amazing. I had people reach out to me and think about me, and I've never been so uh, grateful. And I don't even know what the word is. Like, my, like it was mind-blowing to how many people reached out to me to help me find Ruby. So we got Ruby back. It was... Um, and she is now GPS equipped <laughs> that we can find her now anywhere she goes. So actually what I have done because I, and I'm going to go into this because we're going to go into this of, of like why I decided to make these steps. Um, I actually have given her back to the provider that did give her to me for now because my, my yard is not safe enough for me to, to keep Ruby. and. I'm just learning and um, I, w I wish I would have done more research before I got this little puppy, but I have a chocolate lab and this chocolate lab does nothing but beg for treats and love me. So, yeah. I, and wants to be there and I, you know, so they're just different. And to it's clarify, this dog is not actually your dog, it's your son's dog, right? I think we talked, we had this conversation. Yeah, Copper is my um, son's dog. But you, as, as a person, this was your, your first dog that you're like, oh, this is, this is my dog. This is Amy's property. Yeah. Kid. So... I, I've now learned that um, puppies or dogs are like children. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was reflecting on is I'm not prepared to be a puppy parent. And I remember just being young. And when I started creating my own family, I remember having my first kid and being like, I'm not you're going to let me take this baby home from the hospital? Right. Like, who? who's going to, wait, what? Like, they're going to let us take her home. You know, I remember telling my husband, like, so we're going to put her in this car seat and strap her in the back of the car and, 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 if you're and parent, drive off? And if you're a parent, you understand the sensation of, okay, uh, we've been so excited about this thing. And we waited nine months. Nine months. You go home 
And and who's going to take care of the baby when we go to work? Like, how does life go back to normal after that? It's this weird feeling. It is. So it's so surreal because it's like you have the baby shower, you're pregnant, um, you go in and you have this delivery and sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it's traumatic. But then here, you know, we all get the same prize. We get this beautiful darling angel and you take care of it and the nurses help you and they they serve you water and you don't have to make any food and and they're like sh- helping you shower and then all of a sudden you strap up this baby into a car seat and put it in the back of the car and of course they check that right they're like oh make sure yeah. you put the car seat in yeah. right but then they're like okay bye and you're like you, you just look around they're letting us like that's it that's it like okay all right let's go yeah, so you get home and you're like, Caden, what's next? Yeah. So you don't really know. Like, you just have to learn how to parent. And sometimes you do it alone and sometimes you do it the hard way, which goes back to the idea of, yes, my dog ran. And I, I, I'm there with you, right? And, and I can say that my dog got away once, got away twice. Oh, that's right. And because I didn't put the fence up, right? I have this old, it's fixed now, but my mom said, fix it, fix it, fix it. I didn't. Dog gets out too and gets parvo and gets parvo, and so I, you know, my he didn't get lost, but he almost died in, in that process. Um, so with that being said, is just sometimes you you learn the hard way, and there's there's this sense of shame and guilt that that follows that, right? Oh, it's awful. So that's what I was kind of like thinking about. Like, okay, I got she got out the first time. And I was like, first thing I did was like put her on Facebook and Instagram. And I started looking up anybody that had lost dogs in the community. So I, I found all these networks and I was like, please help me find my dog. I don't know what to do. And so I ended up picking her up from the Humane Society. A lot of people guided me that way. I, I didn't know where to start. And then the second time I was like, oh God. I lost my puppy again. How embarrassing. I'm, you know, like I have so much shame and guilt. And I, I even remember telling people at work, like, I don't want to put myself out there again because I'm a failure. Yeah. Like I suck at this and I don't want judgment. And so I kind of was drawn from the community at first because I was embarrassed. I was mortified. Yeah. I was, it was awful. And then I was like, you know what? no, I, I need help. Yeah. And so I got desperate and I started looking for her and then I just blast her on social media. And I'll tell you that the second time that I lost a Ruby, I had more of a response from the community than I had before, which was amazing. I'm still so thankful and I'm still so overwhelmed with how gracious people have been. On the flip side, I have also seen the nasty side of judgment, and I don't really want to go into the comments, but I will tell you for certain, it brought me to tears, and I felt a lot of shame and guilt, and everything that I had on my parent failures, the guilt and shame and how I parented, I now, it was like uh, one of those aha moments where I was like, I think this is why I withdrew from people with my own children and how we kind of suffered as a, I suffered as a single parent and I was kind of miserable and we really struggled because I kept making mistakes with the, with my own children that I stopped asking for help. And that's exactly what we should not do. 
No, absolutely not. And and one of the things that I, that I want that I, I help and 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 in group the difference between shame and guilt and what they actually are supposed to be doing. And most people think shame and guilt are are bad, and they're not. I think external shame is bad. Internal shame is not. So if as a guilty person, when I do something bad, guilt come to, comes up naturally and says, "Hey, you just stole that wallet. You stole this. You should probably not do that." That lets you allows you to know that have you done something wrong. Immediately after that should come up shame, and shame should help you kind of correct the situation. If we think shame is bad, what happens is then we revert back to guilt, right? Which is kind of sometimes when we say, "Oh my gosh, no, I, I cannot tell anybody now about this." So then you keep that guilt, and then that guilt then becomes a bad guilt because you stop the process from happening, right? And like you said, once I allowed myself to allow shame to do what it was supposed to do and put yourself out there internal shame not external shame meaning that i'm not dr phil over here and i'm not gonna put you on blast and say hey guys i want you guys to help amy she lost her dog for the third time this month right it's not about that it's about you saying hey i lost my dog we're humans and as a parent we mess up a lot imagine if if people would do that to us well i think people do that to people yes yeah absolutely that's what i'm saying that 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 people pass so much judgment and now with all the social media platforms there's no hiding from anything right it's all on blast yeah so we're even more withdrawn with being parents and parenting uh, parenting struggles so much that it's affecting us to even parent yeah in our own homes behind closed doors we're i feel like not just mothers i mean I always like focus on moms just because it's just my, it's my thing, but also dads that, um, we're struggling, but we don't want anyone to see our struggle and and it's different for men and women. Um, but we're, we're just withdrawing because we're so afraid of judgment and we're so full of anxiety and fear that we can't even be human and do what we're and mess up supposed to do and mess up and correct it. Absolutely. It's an awful feeling. But, but shame did do, in some sense, what it was supposed to do. It, it kind of brought that like, okay, yes. How do I make this right? And how you made it right is by putting yourself out there again. And, and yes, you're going to get those people who don't understand, who don't need to understand. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is just shame you. External shames, how dare you? And I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you. But at the same time, by them shaming you, they're also raising more awareness for the dog. Like, if you really think about it, right? It's almost like, <laughs> I know. what? Like, you're going to put more fire. I know. Add the gas. Yeah. And it, Girl, add the uh, gas. Like, that Like that. That Amy, that, like, attitude Amy came out. And I was like, that's right. You just add gas to that yeah. fire. Do you know how many people are going to, like, yeah. say something about that? And yeah. there were plenty. And, and attitude Amy wanted to get in with it. And then the other part was, like, I don't care. I just want my baby home. And that that vulnerability right there i was like that's it that's where we need to be yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore because that's how people should be acting like people that lose their children their pets like the attitude of like i don't care i just want my baby home i want them to be safe i don't want them to be dead cold hungry yeah that that that's all i thought about i just want her home i want her safe i want her to eat like those are all the things that just kept me going. All that negative energy, it it's gonna it's gonna filter out somehow, or it or it's gonna raise awareness, like you said. Yeah, 
Like, I love those haters that by hating on you actually make things better in some sense. Because, like, oh, look, the more you view me, the more people are going to see that you view me. And and they're going to see what's happening. Like, people want to know, right? That's how bad news travels. But at the end, if something comes out positive, whatever negative that you did turn into something positive. And it's some sense, right? It just yes. it creates a sense of transformation. Um, but within this process, I kept telling Amy, Amy, this is this is where you work, right? Remember me saying that? I was like, Amy, when it gets hard, it's when you're supposed to to use everything that you've learned. Well, you said you got to push through. Yeah. And I remember just in my head, like I was halfway like giving you the middle finger in my head, and then halfway lost like help me like what do you want me to do i was so like angry and sad and and frustrated with with myself that i was like push through what yeah and it's in what i wanted to say is look you already did what you're supposed to do you already did what shame told you to do which is put yourself out there now allow life the people around you to do the work to life to do the work it, it, but, but sometimes when we get in those moments is I want to do it. I want to know how it's fixed. I want to know if it's going to be fixed. I, I want to know. And it's no. You remain faithful and said, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right? Yeah. And it, it really did pay off because there was, you know, those negative comments where they said, well, you don't deserve to, to be a pet owner. And, and then I was like, that got to me because my two biggest core values are I'm not good enough and people always leave. So that hit me like a knife in the back. And then it was just like turning, turning and digging. And I was like, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe I should just let whoever found her keep her yeah. because they're probably doing a better job than I am. And, and one of the things that I didn't tell you, Amy, it, at one point when you were struggling, you said, well, if this is true, if she's dead, because you asked about Rome. Would you get another doc? And I said, absolutely, absolutely, I would get another doc. And in 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 my response, I gave you the same thing you gave me, right? The the hopelessness of, yeah, why 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 did you even get a dog? Remember, I always said yes. And and you got so mad. Oh, I I'm mad right now. Right? Yes. But the idea behind that was that you were asking for something that you weren't supposed to be asking. So I gave you something that you really wanted, like in, in some senses, like give me garbage because I'm asking for garbage. But once I gave it to you, you're like, well, no, no, how dare you, right? I'm like, but you started this conversation saying that versus saying, well, my dog is alive, right? Absolutely, Amy. Absolutely, <laughs> right? And, and, and these are the things that people sometimes get like so frustrated with me because I'm not saying I was toying with you, but in the moment, we're not conscious of what we're saying. We allow our thoughts to guide our th- our, our our feelings, right? And the hopelessness of maybe yeah, she's dead. What well, should I get another dog? And I'm like, well, that's what you want. Here it is. And then that gets you mad. And I'm like, why get mad? That's what you asked for. <laughs> I was on fire. Yeah, you I were. I mean, I was just. It's just a roller coaster when when uh, life hits you like that. These difficult situations, these traumatic events. It's it's not one emotion. It's like a bunch of them. Uh, like one minute I'm sad, one minute I'm frustrated, one minute I'm like, I think I'm fine. Um, and then one minute I'm like, I just want to distract myself at all costs. So I don't have to think about this dog. Like it never existed. So I'm trying to convince myself by asking questions like, would you ever get another dog? Like, what would you do? Yeah. The worst case scenario possible. 
that we go yeah. to, right? Yes, yeah, uh, worst case. Hey, my, uh, my dog's in heaven. Should I get another dog? It's like, what? <laughs> what? It's been less than 24 hours, right? And 48 oh, hours. It's, it's and, awful. But the, the beautiful thing is that you had people in that moment that were very, very genuinely there for you and who understood your pain, who started moving things. Like, I started calling people, like, oh my gosh. everywhere. And I felt so undeserving. Which is kind of the irony of what I'm telling you, right? Because <sighs> at that moment, people were just loving on you. And I was even more like, I get, it still like makes me tearful to think about it because I'm like, I am not deserving of that. I made a mistake. Yeah. And and I think life happens this way for for a lot of ways. And not just in losing your dog, but but sometimes how we treat our kids. Sometimes we get fired from work. Sometimes uh, things happen. You crash. You you say things to your partner, and you turtle, and and you don't want to come out when the person in front of you is saying, "I see you, and I love you for who you are, and let's keep moving." But our thoughts just keep telling us, "No, no, no! You're the worst possible pet owner. You're the worst worker," and and you you lose track of who's in front of you. And, uh, you know, the, the, the miracle question, right, is, is people want that miracle, but they don't want to put themselves in a position to get a miracle. Right? Yeah. No, but I'll tell you what, like, I mean, getting, getting Ruby back and putting myself out there and just not just being vulnerable with the whole situation, it totally pays off. And I think just trying that is what the learning opportunity is. Next time I make a mistake, I have to remember, like, I am human and I made a mistake and there's so many people that are out there that do want to be helpful. And there is some people that do want to be judge judgmental. However, I still feel like I got like that was the biggest win. And I like it wasn't just getting Ruby back. It was like really believing that there are good people in the world and that we need to be a community. We don't just need to talk about being a community. Right. Like we are a community and we can't do this life alone. We have to be connected and we, sh we should remember that and practice that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the only way we'd be talking about this away from everything is the fact that it, it is a positive thing, right? Um, throughout the process, I think for you as a person, uh, it, it, there's struggle, but from a third person who was there, I'm like, Hey man, like we're here. Like, like you're not alone. <laughs> and, but in the moment, I'm sure it felt like no one's listening to me. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it, it's not that I felt like no one was listening. I just felt restricted from my mind being allowing people to be helpful when I felt guilt and shameful and failure. So I was like restricted there. And then I was also restricted with, I'm at work. I have to work. Like these things have to be done. I can't just stop life. The things that, are, that I have to do on a daily basis to go and figure out this, this current situation. So I felt frustrated and sad, all those things together. And what I, what the good thing that happened was, is that even though I had these restrictions, I had so many people that were love and supporting me in different avenues that I could reach out to while I was at yeah. work to be yeah. helping me, like keeping it going. And that, that, oh my gosh, 
that was so overwhelming and that was so wonderful. Yeah. It it was it was just the it was a crazy stressful week, but at the same time it was like one of these weeks where I was like wow. Yeah. And wow. And, the, and on the back end of things, I, I want to say that people were also without you knowing perhaps and maybe knowing is if this did occur, they were already working for you in terms of if this is the case, then this is what we're going to do. So don't go there as a person. Allow others, your support system, to create that for you. But as a person, you cannot be focusing on the negative. You have to remain, and I'm not saying positive, but remain in the moment. I if know, you don't know, present. then don't go there. Be, be worried, absolutely. But if there's anything I want to highlight of your experiences to say that shame and guilt are not a bad thing. They're not. Because they allow you to learn from your mistakes and to actually correct your own mistakes. Without them, we'd probably be in prison, right? Imagine just oh boy. like stealing. Oh boy. Like, you know, so guilt is going to allow you to say, Mo, stop doing that. Oh, okay, thank you. Shame. Correct it, Mo. Go apologize. Okay, thanks. And then you go. I know, like, and, and you just keep going. You don't, you don't keep in the same spot like reflecting on like i know he said just go but does he mean go or does he mean stay right here and go a little bit yeah no we just gotta go but you have to say okay yes i am guilty just like i was with my dog i am guilty of not listening to my mother and fixing the fence shame unfortunately probably didn't kick in until i almost lost my dog yes and i don't want like i just want people to know that they don't have to get in that moment of desperation before they start making change yeah. And that's kind of what, like, I was reflecting on about, like, having this, the baby, you know, having a new baby, creating a family. Like, we get so excited because our instinct tells us procreate. Like, that's what we do. We come together. We have children. That's what, how life, that's how life goes on. That's how the human race keeps going and going and going because we keep making all these cool little people and then they grow up and they do it. But I was just kind of thinking about how, oh my gosh, as a mother, and feeling judgmental after I planned planned having a beautiful little child and I bring her home and then I I don't know really what to do. That is scary. And so you want to do everything perfect, but we don't even know what perfect is. Right. And then we start making mistakes or somebody judges us or we see something on Instagram or Facebook about how mom's got it all together. Yeah. But really we see 30 Check second out my reels. Foot fence. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. dogs get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we like create the, we create this illusion in our head of what parenting looks like because I mean, okay, let's get real. There's no book of parenting that says, you know, during the time that your kid falls off the bed and hits his head on the floor, you go to chapter six, paragraph two. Yeah. Or it doesn't say if you drop your kid when they're born, that decreases by 10% what kind of a parent you are. Right. But, so, but if it happens, we decrease that by like 110 and we're in the negatives, right? Yes. Like because society teaches us. You know, that we should look a certain way. We should be married. We should not be divorced. Like, it's created this illusion of, of how things are. But when you actually look at TV and, and movies, the irony of that is the people who actually create this illusion are actually the most disconnected people in, in the planet. And then you see the people who hardly have any financial wealth who focus more on, like, the one-on-one. Man, you, you see 
you see how connected they are. Right? Yes. So I think that, you know, I think media is good and, and Hollywood is good. I think back in the 80s, 90s, I think it, it was something exciting. And now it's become something different in terms of now society that the movies. Well, before it was like a fantasy. Now it's kind of like an expectation is what I is, is kind of what I draw from it. And that's my personal opinion. But it's like there used to be Hollywood and red carpet and there was a select few of people that lived in that world. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we have Instagram, um, TikTok. TikTok, Facebook, all these reels where like the everybody is a celebrity by how many likes they get so if you get like a hundred six hundred ninety four thousand likes all of a sudden you start getting monetized for these reels that you're coming up with yeah so it, it, it became in a sense, something achievable right so it's like so it's now almost, it's an expectation and yeah. in terms of okay well so if you don't do that yeah. then you're not yeah. good enough like hey mom my best friend has thirteen thousand likes like and i'm the best friend and, and I, I can't even get past five and, and and as a kid in high school, that 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 oh my gosh, that's that's all you care about in that moment. It's it's, it's just mind blowing to me. It's just bizarre almost, and it almost desensitizes what you know that fantasy of like being excited about Clint Eastwood and um I don't know The Rock. Yeah. So those people are, don't really have that those royalties, I guess, because we don't we don't like envision them as that powerful or that regal type. Yeah. It's everybody. It's, it reminds me of that song. Everybody dies. Fame, everybody dies famous in a small town, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, like everybody has it, you know, and they put this persona out and then actually in their, you know, in their, their spiritual bank and their their actual like financial bank it's like bankrupt almost yeah so we as parents were just kind of like grabbing straws at what the expectations are and what the realities are and i think that it's just it's just kind of like made me think about why parents are not being parents anymore and and, and the thing is you know one of the things is like what happens when parents don't don't know well, I don't, I don't, that's Be, what I think. Because I feel problem. like they, they put, like we create and we, we have established that parenting is supposed to parent, but if you've never parent, then it is, it's just different. Like the idea of actually being a parent, like it changes the meaning of it itself. It's like, I can't be a soccer player or I, if I'm not a soccer player, I can't help my child become one. Like there's this, this connection between that. I don't think the expectation is to be a parent. I think the, the expectation is to be someone who is able to provide the values that it's going to create a better human. Right? Yes. I think our job as parents is to teach our children to be kind and how to survive in the world. Yeah. But I think we're just getting so disconnected with like the values, the core values, because we're so blinded with all this social media expectation that we're all kind of confused and just winging it yeah one of my goals for 2022 is to be able to reach out to radio stations because i mean i remember when i was in high school you did not hear one swear word remember like there was illicit like oh you can't why like mtv like like you help us have to like stay up till midnight to watch bt right like be all like vulgar and um, crazy. yeah i remember rated r movies yeah. and explicit 
Like, remember those CDs you'd get with the explicit, uh, you know, that little sign that used to be on there? The warning? Yeah. 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 yeah like all yeah, that. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that's, I mean, it's, it's freedom of speech or whatever, but as, as a person who understands the brain, there is this always hitting meanings like in, in the songs. And if you're not paying attention, well, guess what? You're actually learning more about it because it's going into a subconscious level that if that song is talking about, you know, dying or, or having sex or whatever, and I'm listening to that because there's nothing to put on anything else. And my kids are in the back and my, my kids are learning at a subconscious level right now. So everything they're actually not listening, they're actually very much picking up. Like we need to be aware more about what we're putting out there in, in, in the content. I mean, and, and my goal is to that, to reach out to, to radio stations and, and say like, man, like if your target population is this, then make it clear who your population is, your target population. Mm-hmm. Because if, if they don't, then these kids don't know what they don't know. And then like you were saying about like swear words, I still don't, I still do not use words in front of my parents, but my kids will drop an F-bomb in front of me and just walk, walk on by. And I don't know when that be started to being like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. I, I do not allow that. Yeah. But it's like, it's like normalized. This profanity is normalized and we just keep like lowering the bar of what these kids are allowed to do. And I like, they are just running amok and it's, it's not looking so yeah. pretty out there. Yeah. So I think as a, as a person is being able to connect with radio stations and say, how can we help this community? And, you know, our community in, in Caldwell has has gone through like major suicides from high schools, like from high school. There's been like five over the last two weeks. I know. it's It's been awful. Yes. And and one of the things is um, I wanted to be able to tap into that community and say, how can we help you guys? Like, what can we do for you? And, and I think part of it is, is, is this media component. Like what? Like if we can stop certain things from happening as a community, why not? I'm not saying the entire world, but if, if we, if, if, if the problem in Nampa or Caldwell is a suicide right now, then don't flood the radio stations with things that are very, you know, full with depression and, and anger and sadness, like change the tone, change the energy. So that's, that's really, I, I really hope that we do like a follow-up show of like just how, um, how big the suicide rate was just in the last two weeks like we should probably do yeah. like an episode just on that absolutely and bring up like all the stats and all that kind of stuff because it it has been a tremendous couple and, i mean you've been impacted by that yes. too we talked um, about for, a little bit for um just what i've heard and what we've been like the impact it has had on the census of the mental health community for adolescents we really should do that because it's like close to the holidays and this is where a suicide rate does increase anyhow but in adolescence, I've like this has been my first year where I've been um, dealing with adolescence in this high, the higher acuity and the higher census. So we really should do that. But just to kind of bring it back to like connecting as a community, because it just draws back to people withdrawing when they don't want to feel like a failure and they don't want to feel embarrassment. They, you know, they they think that they have to do this all by themselves because they don't want to be judged by what the world is going to say about them. I want to stress to parents um, uh, so much, and maybe I need to learn more about this, but please just reach out. There's so many people in in this community that that are helpful. I mean, if if I'm getting this much support with my last little puppy, I can't even imagine what it's like for um, children with suffering with depression, su- suicide attempts, 
And if there isn't a community for that, that's what we need to be doing. Yeah. Because if I had 165 shares on a lost puppy, I would hope with all the hope that I have that if we had a kid that was seriously thinking about taking their life and a parent did not know what to do because they felt in, like embarrassment and judgment or lost or confused or whatever the situation was be like, we need a community that's gonna, like 165 yeah. people are going to reach out to them to help them get through their tough time. Because a lot of times like these kids can be saved. Like I had thought about these kids that had, had, um, Com completed suicide and a couple of them that I read about never made it not never made it to a inpatient facility that could maybe that could have been an intervention to or, save or just their life. time yes and, and or, I feel like yes. sometimes people say well I don't want my kid there because look at your reviews right and it's but, but you're not listening to life sometimes people just need the time to process to, to reduce the anxiety to to perhaps have that one person, even in that psychiatry, like in the hospital, say one thing to change the course of the, the worst possible, the, the worst possible outcome. Yes, and I know, I know, kids that have told me this place has changed my life, and I because I know kids that have come to the facility, and they said, "Well, my friend came here, and she said that it helped her, and I don't really know if this place is going to help me." But she told me to come here just in case. Oh, my God. Like, we need more of that. Absolutely. And, of course, the reviews are going to be bad. Like, this is treatment. This is therapy. This is looking at the stuff you don't want to look at. And you don't like it. So I, I would imagine the reviews are not that great. However, where I was in that spot where I was resistant at, to ask for help, it was the best thing that I could do for myself. And I strongly encourage that if we do not have a community set up for kids that are struggling with these issues or need some time or uh, anything like that, that we we have one of those like created so people yeah. can learn from each other and support each other and connect with each other to to learn how to deal with these things. So I need to do. I yeah. Need to that. And, and as a person, when you're stuck in that in that position to where one of the things that one, one of my bosses said my door is always open. You can come talk to me anytime you want. And I'm like, but you're assuming I have everything it takes for me to walk through that door. So you can't do that. So as, as a person, when we say, like, there's going to be people who want to help, right? Don't be close-minded either because sometimes you almost have to accept the help and not just wish for the help, right? And, and if you're not going to, want to do it for yourself, then you, you have to remain open to a person who perhaps you don't know, who might say something different. But the worst possible decision is you don't want to do anything and you don't want to receive anything. In that moment, remain present and say, I, I have to make a choice. Because if you don't make a choice, you revert back to the worst possible outcome. And I'm not just saying suicide, but alcohol abuse, you know, drugs, sex, porn, I mean, anything, food. So as a person, as you move through the holidays, I know that sometimes I have to face that one family member that you just can't stand. And when it gets to that point, when things get bad, remember that shame and guilt are going to come up. If they do come up, say thank you, but utilize them when they, sh when they should happen. If you're not guilty of anything, then you're, you're, you're not utilizing guilt the way you should. Understand what feelings should be used on each event.
slow it down, slow it down. Amy, I just, I'm so thankful that you're able to talk about this because Amy is always the, hi, life is great. Life is so good. Mo, life is so good. Like, <laughs> life is so good. Yeah. And, and, and to be able to show, especially at work, a sad Amy, I, I thought that was a, a great thing because you showed not just yourself, myself, but you, you showed people around us, the techs, uh, the nurses, the LPNs, like a lot of people that that you are human and that you're going to make mistakes. And even if I make mistakes, life is good. I, yeah. And what, what I thought about it was, oh my gosh, this is a sign of weakness and I hate looking like that. It's, it's like I'm beside myself when I think about having to be weak or feeling really vulnerable. And it's just all my, you know, it's just all my yeah. trauma responses. Um, but what I didn't think about was it was an opportunity for people to see like, you know what? Amy, <laughs> Amy isn't just sunshine and rainbows all the time. She's actually like a human. Yeah. And, 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 and life showed you, hey, Amy, you're not alone here. You might feel like you're alone at times. But people around you, when you surround yourself with people who perhaps don't have the same view, who, who perhaps you haven't shared everything to but if they are very strong pillars in your life, it is through these dark moments, through the hard times, that they're the ones who are going to push you through that. So that's the thing is like you you have this vision. That, like I have this vision that there's like lots of strong people around me. But there is also this fear that are they that strong and are they going to really be there for me? Yeah. So being able to face that part is a whole, whole yeah. other. Oh, it's a whole nother subject. Absolutely. But when it happens, but when it happens, back. oh my gosh, when it's like being a mom and you raise your child and like you keep them safe, they believe you are like superhuman, like you are the superhero and they never have that fear. But as we get to an adult, we, we have people that fail us or leave us or all the different things that happen. And so now we have this like fear that people aren't who they say they are. But I had an opportunity for people to be who they say they are. And it was such an amazing experience. And I was really grateful yeah. for that. So. so allow yourself to be placed in a position to have a, at least a 50-50 chance of becoming a miracle. And don't take that chance out of the equation. Right? Right. I Yep. Go all in. Be desperate. Be whatever yeah. it is. Like connect with your community. I, I cannot stress enough how how important it is to be vulnerable and look at things from a different perspective and remember that there are people in this world that don't even know you that are on your team. Yeah. And that are going to come up with, without knowing it. Like literally, you're <laughs> going to be really like, where did, did you come from? Why are I... you helping me? It's so I was like, but okay. And, and it just, rather than be like shock, surprised, be just thankful. <laughs> right. So when people tell me like nasty things, I'm like, that's very sad. <laughs> and they're like, huh? I'm like, it is very sad that's happening to you. And I'm like, well, that's not that. What? And I'm like, no, it's sad, right? And like, well, yeah, but. It, just let it be sad. It, just let it be sad. Yes. And I think the one thing that Laura said is. Yes. When she walked out of of that, of, of, of her like three-day EMDR, she was just kind of like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm sad because this is sad. Right? Yes. I think initially she was angry, but then she was able to then experience sadness the way it should have because she then first experienced the anger part that she had not able to to, to be. 
So sometimes you have to just say, wow, this, this, this is sad. And you show that. And you show that through a somatic response, which is crying, body, right? And then you go through the waves of, of, oh, of I a was lot exhausted. of things. But I was so exhausted. Very proud of you, Amy. For, for, you. For, 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 <laughs> for giving tears to to a, a an environment that perhaps doesn't get it. Because I think you are a leader within within that small community. And it, it starts from there. It was it was definitely a wild week, but I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that Ruby is safe. Um, she was with somebody that did take care of her for a limited time. So we're I'm you know all that together for this like this tiny little puppy. The whole community was just rooting for her, and she has no idea. And I love that. And I want more kids to just know that the world is going on around them, and they don't have to be exposed to so much, so much cruelty, and yeah. just just keep them safe. And it like my vision of if that was how the world worked, if people really did have whatever they needed, like Laura said, mm -hmm. if we did have everything we needed, what would our life look like? Yeah. And if we could give that to our children, they will pass that on to their next generation. So I'm so glad to wrap this week up on a good note. I'm very thankful. I'm blessed um, with the support of our listeners. Um, I don't know if I could have envisioned, but this is bringing in things, at least in my personal life, that I did not expect. Um, it's 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 a beautiful journey between Amy and I, and 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 it it became something about us initially. But the more we go away from it, like I said that before, is it's a, it's it's our community. It's about who we touch, um, and through others, through who we bring in, through our own experiences, um. And uh, thank you for sharing, Amy. I always <laughs> tell people, thank you for sharing with us. When I'm in session and people say, like, thank you for sharing because it takes a lot to, to share. Get more connected. Reach out to someone. Say hi to them. Read them a little bit better. And the countdown starts because Christmas will be this week. The 20, yes. Oh, it's the 24th, right? The Christmas 24th or 26th? Yes. 24th. No, it's always on the 24th. 24th, okay. And then Christmas Sometimes Mexicans, we do it different, you know, but, you know, it's all good. No, but this week, remain present. If you don't have to work, don't don't go to work. Stay home. Be present with your family. If you have to go to work, then go 110. Leave it better than it was. There you go. We'll see you next week. Thank Happy you, holidays. Adios.